This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. And I'm your host, Kaylin Less. At this point, it is extremely clear. This is not business as usual. This is business like we've never seen it before. And the truth is that as leaders, we're required to lead our teams, our brands, and our organizations like we've never led them before. Managing a crisis is more than just staying afloat for the next few months. It's looking far enough ahead to point your people in a direction. Also, while remaining agile enough to respond to the many challenges as they come, because the changes are still coming, folks. Today, we're going to share the specific strategies that we are helping organizations put into place, not only to ensure there's a vision for the future, but ensure that people have extreme clarity and alignment on what the priorities are right now, especially when people are shelter in place. What we want you to know is that whether you are an individual contributor or a leader or a startup entrepreneur, this episode absolutely applies to you. Every single one of us needs to have a vision for where we're going, and we need to have clarity on what our priorities are for the immediate future, the things that we can absolutely knock out of the park, and how we go about managing our time in a way that we still get those things done with all the uncertainty, and for many of us, with kids running around. If you would like support in this, head over to the onething.com slash training. That's with the number one in the URL theonething.com slash training. And what you will find is if you're an individual, we would point you to our goal setting master course, which would be very relevant right now. And for those of you, if you are a leader inside an organization and would like to have this rolled out for you, under the corporate section, you can learn more about the virtual training. We can have a conversation there. That's all at theonething.com slash training. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like breakfast on the go, lunch, snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Jeff, as a leader, how has managing this crisis been for you? Almost a blessing in disguise. I've I've heard Gary say for as long as I've been in business with him that the shift is coming, prepare, and that there is always a gift in the shift. And for it just became so clear the moment that everything hit the fan when Jay called me and said, your GPS, your one-page business plan is dead. I'm divorcing you from all the financial commitments you you made for the year. It is time to 
recast your vision to make sure that the direction of the organization, and then immediately narrow your focus and create a GPS for the next 90 days. Or if, if, if you can see that far, if you can't even see that far, then make it for any, an even shorter period of time. But narrow your focus down to the priorities that you must execute on right now. And the moment that that happened, Kaylin, I mean, you, me, and the rest of the team, we came together to do that GPS. And it just seemed like everything that was not truly the priority melted away. Suddenly saying no to everything else became so much easier. Because at this at that point in time in the business, I was looking and realizing a majority of our top line revenue could have been at stake. We didn't even know. And so at this point, you're literally fighting for survival. And it just that crisis just narrowed the focus incredibly. What was the experience for you? Well, for me, it's interesting because I think about leadership in a lot of ways. Like right now, I feel like we're leading a community. And so we have to show up as leaders in a bigger scale where we don't get to have the one-on-one contact as much. And then we're leaders in our families and leaders of our teams. And for myself, I realized crisis management is a critical skill for leadership. But as leaders, we don't really have time to practice it because we can't sharpen that saw because we're not in crisis all the time. And yet, I felt pretty unprepared for how to respond or how to show up. And so I just started digging into research. I was reading everything I could on what it looks like to lead during crisis because I don't, I didn't know what it looked like. I'd never been led through crisis either. So it was... For me, my way to start to feel like I'm in control of something is to just read as much as I can and learn as much as I can so I can put a mirror up and say, can I bring this... Can I show up for this in a way that makes sense? What did you discover as you did the research? So much stuff. <laughs> I mean, I think it's it's interesting because there's a lot of... Ben Horowitz who wrote The Hard Thing About Hard Things. He talks about a peacetime CEO and a wartime CEO. And the idea that what it means to lead during peacetime when things are great and sunny and business is awesome... That sort of leader looks different than someone who needs to come and lead during a crisis or lead when bankruptcy is imminent or whatever that crisis could be. It could be a competitor. It could be so many things. But the skills are inherently different. Yet, as leaders, we're often required to show up as both because we don't necessarily pass the baton and uh, tap out of the game when things get tough. I definitely felt that because prior to COVID hitting, you know, things were going great in the business. We were growing every single year. We were just talking about how we were about to go on a massive hiring spree because we needed to, we needed more people to help support all the initiatives that we had going. And where my focus was on at that point versus in a matter of two weeks, how fast it shifted to how do we right size our business? How do we make sure that we are in fighting shape so that we can remain profitable every single month? How do we narrow our focus down to the true priority that's going to pull us through this? How do we build a moat around our current customer base so that no matter what happens during this, we can emerge from this with more goodwill and even stronger? And once we pointed the team in that direction, what became so amazing was the, the business actually started to do even better. It's interesting, right? When we narrow our focus to what matters most, the results that we get start to show up in a way that we maybe couldn't have even dreamed of. I think somebody should write a book about that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know what else I learned, Jeff, is... uh, And this is me as a word nerd. Uh, So the word apocalypse, which while this isn't necessarily apocalyptic that we're living in, there 
things feel so uncertain. Do you know what the Greek root of that word is? No clue. So I had thought, because I'm such a word nerd, it must mean catastrophe or disaster. It actually means uncovering. And the idea that COVID-19 has uncovered vulnerabilities in businesses, in relationships, in the ways things could work when things were sunny, but they just won't work when things were hard, that, that gave me such a visual for also what we've experienced in our business where it uncovered opportunities for us to create more community connections and it uncovered solutions that we would not have seen. So it works both ways from a... It can uncover what's working. It can uncover what's holding you back. And when you called it a blessing, I think that's a great way to think about it because now you have clearer vision on the things that you maybe couldn't see before because it just mm-hmm. it wasn't as big a deal. It, we did couldn't feel it in the ways that we can feel it now. And and it became very apparent that we were not alone in this because you know we've got a a, a pretty solid corporate training business. A lot of companies want to make the one thing part of their culture, and we support them in doing that. And as we, I just wanted to dive in with the people we already had relationships with just to see how they were doing and see how we could support them. And it became so clear that the moment this all hit and people started sheltering in place and the offices are closed down, person after person after person started telling me, the number of emails that I have been getting is double what I used to get. The number of meetings that I have is double what I used to have. And as we really started to peel the onion back and understand why is this, when I was talking to leaders who were willing to be really transparent with me, it's because leadership was not actually truly clear on what the priorities were. And if leadership didn't know what the priorities were, their people definitely didn't know what the priorities were. And now because they couldn't just run over to a person's cubicle and say, Hey, you got a minute. Now the number of emails were going up. Now the number of conference calls were going up. And before you know it, people have even less time to focus on their 20%. And therein lied the opportunity. People have always found value in the one thing. They've always thought that this was something they wanted to make part of their organization. But now it uncovered why it was an urgent need. We actually thought that from a corporate... I mean, the idea of us flying to a a company and working with their people in person, we're going, Oh my gosh, that side of the business is going to dry up. And lo and behold, it's exploded because we can do it virtually. And the idea to work with a leadership team where we can help them get a brand new GPS in place so that everybody as a leader has clarity and alignment on where they are going. Companies that were saying, Hey, I want to do 411s with my team at some point this year are now saying, How do we get our teams doing 411s in the next two weeks? It just became a massive priority. Well, and the thing is that these organizations know that every single day they are not aligned, it's costing them money. It's costing them time. It's adding stress to the experience of their teams that are already, already super stressed. And so it's interesting because, like, when you talk about that over communication, so many meetings, so many emails, there's a layer where there's a lack of trust because they, as a leader, maybe don't trust themselves and they're just trying to figure it out as they go along. It also, there's, it's indicative that the way you communicate with your team right now, it will have a deep and lasting impact on their experience and on the company and on the brand. And so sort of 
pulling back the curtain on, okay, why am I reacting these ways? How can we slow down and actually take the time to find the strategies and all work on the same thing together versus run in different directions? That's where the work you've been doing with these organizations is really where the rubber hits the road. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what's amazing is whenever we do this, there's always people who have read the book and they get it. But when the process gets facilitated, and when it's made real to their specific situation, you just watch their mind expand so rapidly. Because it's easy to understand, oh yeah, just line the dominoes up. Everything doesn't matter equally. Just feel them as dominoes, line them up, flick the first one, knock that down, and everything else becomes easier and necessary. Makes a lot of sense. But then you try to apply it to yourself, to all the initiatives that are happening inside of your company. What is number one? Should you earn the right to focus on a second? What would it be? Should you earn the right to focus on a third? What would it be? And how do you ensure that each person understands exactly which piece of that plan they own and what they should do when priorities change? Because undoubtedly, they will. And even if they have that level of clarity, how do they understand what belongs on their calendar this week? To the point that they could understand that until that one thing is done, everything else is a distraction. Surprisingly simple and there is a bridge to actually getting it done. I don't want to race past the fact that the experience of actually getting on the same page together, that itself is starting to relieve some of the stress and uncertainty and lack of clarity that people are feeling as individuals and as a team. Because if you as a leader are feeling that fuzzy, sort of confused, not really sure how to take control of your time and do the right thing for your business, magnify that for your team because they're experiencing it on even a bigger scale than you are because they're so far removed from what your intentions actually are. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we pulling the curtain back. We experienced that this week in our business. I had I was facilitating a GPS for a large company on Monday morning and when you and I normally have our 411. So you and I did not have a 411 this week. And what happened on Tuesday? Everything fell apart. <laughs> and I, I let me back up. I've been maybe a little bit dramatic. So on Mondays, let me let's look at sort of our team structure and the things that we have in place that our habits as a team is every Monday our entire team gets together at 8:38 in the morning and we talk about what our one thing is and our top priorities and ask for help if we need support from one another. So because you were teaching a training, that one thing didn't happen. The second one thing didn't happen that didn't happen was my 411. So on the flip side of that, the rest of our team, we were working, we did our 411s, we had a plan and Jeff was out of the loop. And then he jumped in the loop and started blowing up our plans. And Tuesday, it really, I had to sort of just take a pulse on how I was feeling and why things were happening. And when I backtracked, it was really our week blew up because we didn't have that time together because it doesn't take that long to get on the same page. And it it takes even less time to get off the same page. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And by the way, me blowing everybody's schedule up was a simple Slack message asking somebody where this fell in order of priority on their 411 and when they thought they'd have it accomplished by. It wasn't like I said, I need this done today. I was just asking when this was going to happen by. But that simple message, because I was not in sync with the team, literally derailed the entire team for a full day. So here's the question for those of you who are listening to this. If a simple message inquiring into where this falls in order of priority can do that. What could an email do? 
what could an extra conference call do? And you multiply that times the number of emails and messages and conference calls that are flying out the door every single day. How clear do you think people really are? And how productive are people really being? And what's the cost of that? And I want to add that clarity and productivity are two things that if not also in conjunction with alignment, you can be productive in the wrong direction. And you can have clarity on something that someone else sees the entirely opposite side of. So in a culture where we are so focused on self-reliance and being self-made and self-love and self-sufficient, we are so connected to each other. And I, I guess I feel it more than ever as we're socially distant and we are in our homes. And yet, we rely on each other so much. And the more connected we are, the more productive we are. And mm-hmm. the more conversations we have that are meaningful versus just filling space so that we're, again, feeling like disconnected because we can't have real conversations, like that has a toll and a cost. Absolutely. And this is why just one of the surprises for us going through this has been the number of organizations that, you know, they wanted to do a GPS this year, or they wanted to roll 411s out this year. And when COVID originally hit, all our conversations said, hey, let's press pause and wait till this thing blows over. Then we can have the conversation again. That's what I was anticipating happening. What I didn't expect was that within a matter of weeks, they'd be circling back and saying, we actually understand we need to be doing this now. That we can't wait. Because like you said, it just uncovered everything. All the weaknesses in the leadership structure, all the weaknesses in a model for having communication and accountability, it was exposed. And the solution is surprisingly simple. First and foremost, is your business plan still relevant? The plan that you had for this year, is it still the plan? The vast majority of people, the answer is no. There are some businesses where the plan has, they're still going in the same direction, but it still is going to require modification. And in that, there is a very amazing opportunity to galvanize all your people and to rally them together. And it's by creating a GPS. We, we, this company that on Monday that we did it with, you know, this is a multi billion dollar organization. And we had everybody from the chairman of the board, the entire C suite, Presidents, vice presidents, and we had about 70 people on their total. And the feedback at the end of it was the people who were the most junior on the on the org chart who attended this session. What they said was they they always had seen the the leaders say, here's where we're going, but they never understood why. They never understood exactly what the priorities were or why one priority was listed higher than another. They had never experienced such clarity on who the person was who was responsible for each and how that would actually influence what they do on a day-to-day basis. They had never seen a way that they could actually have a model that when things new demand came in or new priorities, that they could literally look at this and ask, what's more important, this or this? And that they could move forward with a sense of confidence. It literally brought everyone together and created clarity and alignment just by doing the plan together. 
And then from there, to be able to take it and make sure that each person has clarity and alignment on what their priorities are and how that rolls up to the bigger picture by using a 411. And it all started by doing one simple thing, creating a brand new GPS as a team. So Jeff, I want to get a little bit granular because I think there are two things that I see as gaps that I just want you to explain for me. So first thing is these organizations, at first they were like, let's wait till this blows over. We'll meet you on the other side. And then they were like, actually, we need this now. So they had a business plan. They were trying to manage it through this season and they realized they couldn't. So what was it like for people to let go of their old business plan or divorce themselves from goals that they thought were important but just couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel for? Well, the first was um, there was a gift in the shift. These 70 people had never been in a room or a virtual room because we did it virtually for the length of time that we facilitated before ever. Because they were always on planes flying to the various locations. So prior to doing this, it was the chairman of the board in the C-suite casting the plan. And then it just kind of rolling downhill. And it was very much, oh, my boss told me this is what I need to be doing. So let me go there. They weren't a part of the process. They didn't feel like their voice was heard. Their DNA was not part of the plan. They were just taking orders. To all of a sudden, because everybody's at home and they cannot travel... It created an opportunity to bring people together in a way that they had never been brought together before. And honestly, just speaking candidly, that's an excuse. That's just the organization did not make it a priority before that COVID made it easy to to say yes because everybody was at home. Because we see plenty of organizations that can do this. You've just got to make it a priority. And to answer your question directly about what was it like for them to let go of an old business plan and and come out with a new one it was liberating for them you know their production goal for the year didn't actually change the goal didn't change what changed was how they would go about doing it and the there were a few huge pieces of value for this company which is first it wasn't just the top brass saying, this is how we're going to do it. It was, the, it was the chairman saying, this is where we want to go. And then saying, help me understand how you would go about getting there. And he literally, the intelligence of the entire group rose. And I could see he got so much smarter about how he could get there because he created an experience where people could actually voice their idea. Because the truth is, every single person that was on that call was the smartest person in the world for their specific job, for their specific role. And it wasn't one person saying, here's how we're going to get there. All of a sudden, he was able to leverage the collective genius to truly form a really great plan. And for the people who were in the room, instead of feeling like they were being dictated to, now they felt like they, they were bought in, very vested in how they were going to get there because they saw the process. They understood why the things were ranked the way that they were ranked. And they truly understood how their team actually played a vital role in the bigger piece. So Jeff, for that entire process, for you to get all these teams aligned, which like you said, to get them all in the same room together, even though it was virtual, had never happened before. 
So how, how long did that take? Five hours. That's remarkable. And that included breaks. Wow. And on the other side of that five hours, what was the vibe in that organization? How were they feeling? Shocked. I mean, I, I called the chairman right after and he was so excited. So excited. And I, I also had had some conversations leading up to this in terms of what was the cost to the organization for every day that their people were doing whatever they were doing without this plan. And it was a very large number for every single day that passed. What a gift to have that clarity and those dollars back. Yeah. And I mean, I think when you talk about what we do today and over the next 90 days is going to determine not only the rest of our year, but is really the launch pad for the next few years of the business. I mean, that's why I've heard Gary say, don't make long term decisions based on short term situations. That's why as a leader, it's still so important to have a vision of what you want the business to look like because this will pass. This too shall pass. And we still need to have that North Star that we're going toward. And as that wartime CEO of you will, what do we do to make sure that over the next 30, 60, 90 days, we focus and execute relentlessly on those vital things so that we're in line with that goal? Because the purpose of a goal is what? To be appropriate in the moment. To be appropriate in the moment. That's right. Well, you know what else I'm thinking is what's interesting about the GPS process and having gone through this with our organization and seeing other people do it is it's an opportunity to lead your team in this direction of these specific strategies so that everybody is crystal clear on what they're doing and why they're doing it. And it also gives you an opportunity to manage their mindset. Because right now, people are struggling. And we all struggle differently. Like, like I said at the beginning, I mean, my way of coping with this uncomfortable situation is to really work a lot and to try to learn as much as I can and to get my brain really busy about the things that I can know because there's so much that I don't know. And every team member is different. A lot of team members are probably trying to check out because they're so overwhelmed that they can't hold the thoughts for even a minute that they can't move forward. So by getting on the same page, you're actually spending this time to not just manage the expectations for what you're going to do, but also you as a leader have an opportunity to manage the mindset of the people on your team. And this is where I think the 411 comes in. Because there's another organization that we've been doing a lot of work with or very large pharmaceutical company that you would all know the name of. And... It just became so clear that you know if you've got all these people at home, and if you know a lot of these are in a sales capacity and they can't call on their customers the way that they normally would, how do you go about making sure that your people are still productive? And so, and as a leader, how do you interact with them in a way that you make sure that they have a healthy and empowered mindset and that they are focusing on the things that matter most, and that you're not just filling their calendar with a bunch of WebExes or meeting invites. And this is where that 411 becomes so powerful because to have you know, a 30-minute conversation at the beginning of each week where the individual who reports to the leader can say, Boss, this is, how, this is my vision. This is how I plan on investing my time this year. And based on that, this is what I'm focusing on this month. And based on that, this is what belongs on my calendar this week. And this is the order of priority. Coach me on this. Then there's that immense alignment that you have as a partnership that, Kaylin, you and I did not have this week. And we watched what happened when we didn't have it. 
So it just, while we are, cannot physically be together, it is so simple on how to make sure that a leader and their direct report are clear on what each other is doing and how you can support one another. And it's called a 411. That support is so important right now too. I'm just going to reiterate it because it just... There are so many people that while they even know what to do when you're talking to them, they might need you to show up as a different kind of leader than you've showed up before. And they might need you to ask them questions that to check in with them and how they're doing with homeschooling their kids or with two working adults in same in the same house or whatever that looks like, really understanding their circumstances so that you can show up and help them get where they need to go, but also be flexible enough to understand that this is unprecedented and that their ability to be productive is so challenged right now. And so they're already heroes for showing up in this environment. So acknowledge that. And I mean, I hijacked one of our meetings recently because my my vibe was down. And I was like, let's just start with wins. I need to like talk about wins right now because my brain is distracted by things that are really hard and really challenging. And we're still trying to solve those challenges together. So I think that figuring out how to bring your culture into the strategies that you're putting on your GPS is also so, so critical right now. And here's the thing. What was the, what was the Greek root of apocalypse again? It's like uncovering. Uncovering. Every single one of us has, has bec- it's become very clear that there are things that we should have been doing all along that now it has been uncovered. Not only that we're not doing those things, but the consequence of not doing them. Every single one of us has an opportunity to start forming the right habits now while we are at home that not only will help us get through this time, but will allow us to come out even stronger. And a lot of that comes down to clarity and alignment. The tools that work for the Fortune 50 also work for you as an individual. I don't care if you're a multi-billion dollar company or an individual contributor. You can do a 411. You could have a GPS if you're leading a team or managing a really complex project. Every single one of us has the ability to do this. And every single one of us has the opportunity to plant a flag in the ground and say, No more. I am going to become the type of person who has a relationship with my goals. I refuse to continue moving forward, reacting through my days to all the emails, all the meeting invites, and all the urgent requests that come in. I refuse to spend my time and I'm going to start investing it. And I invest my time when I gain clarity about my priorities. I time block those things and I protect my time blocks. And the way you get clear on all those priorities are the tools that we're talking about in here. It's the GPS and the 411. So Jeff, if I'm listening to this and I'm either an individual or a leader, how do I get started? Every single one of you, I hope will take the time to pause the episode and go over to the onething.com slash training. That's the onething.com with the number one in the URL. We've got lots of training opportunities there. You can learn about what a 411 is on that page. You can learn about the GPS. But there are two things I would specifically point you to. For the leaders, there is a section specifically for corporate training. 
go down there and you will see about the things that we can do virtually and it'll give us the chance to get on a phone and I can actually ask you some better questions about your organization and tell you exactly what that could look like. And for those of you, if you're an individual, I would strongly encourage you to go ahead and check out our goal setting master course. It's under the master course section. And this is... Well, this is something that normally people do on an annual basis. It's absolutely a perfect time to do it right now and say, what are my goals? Not even for the year, but for the next 90 days. And just to go through that process. And if you have a significant other, it's also designed so that you can do it with them as well. So I would strongly encourage you to go to the one thing.com slash training and check out those options there. Kaylin, I mean, you've, you, you are a practice leader of this and you have been living the one thing and wrestling with it every single day since COVID hit. What's one thing you would want people to know as we bring this episode to a close? The one thing is that all leadership begins with self-leadership because you don't have to have all the answers. But it's important for you to show up for yourself and keep asking the hard questions. I love that. I love that. And I think so many of us have gotten to the point where we realize, oh my gosh, um, this is kind of here to stay for now at least. and. I've kind of got to get back in the driver's seat. I can't just passively sit and hope and wait that I can go to the grocery store most more safely. Like, no, I need to, I need to take some agency. I need to take back some control of my time and my life and, and really decide what I want and how I'm going to go about getting it. So I love that. I love that. I also have to say, Jeff, that Everyone's experience and specific circumstance in this season is so unique. And because of those differences, the way they take back control will also look different. No matter what we are facing, we all have an opportunity to find that one small two-inch domino that we can take control of. There's always one thing you can do. And I know that I am so fortunate to be experiencing this from the safety of my home with a supportive partner and two cuddly cats. And not everyone has that during this time. But that said... You all are facing a small two-inch domino that you can do. No matter how small it is, it counts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, there you have it, folks. The conversation that Kaylin and I had today about how true leadership can be forged in a crisis. All our thoughts and best wishes are being sent to you. We hope that you are safe, that you are staying sane. And really, we every single one of us is forming habits right now. These are either habits that are going to bring us closer to the life that we want or further away. And we hope that you will be the type of person that says, you know what, now is the time to choose habits by design, not by default. And for you as a leader, whether that's a leader of people or a leader of yourself, it is time to wake up and get the clarity and alignment that you deserve. And if there's anything we could do to support you on that journey, it would be an absolute honor. Go to theonething.com slash training and learn more. If this episode has brought value to you, please, who are five people? We're raising the bar. It's not one. Who are five people that you know need to hear this? Would you take a few minutes and share this episode with them? And if you're new to the podcast, welcome to the One Thing Podcast. We are here every single week to help you better invest your time so you can achieve extraordinary results. Click the subscribe button so we can support you on that journey. And while you are at it, also please consider leaving us a rating and a review on your podcast player of choice because it really does help us reach more people, which is why we are doing this. We want to make a massive impact and we want to help every single one of you 
Invest your most valuable resource, your time. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. We look forward to being with you in the next episode.